Uh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, it's hard to turn on the news uh, today, isn't it? We see so many things going wrong within our world, so much uh, bad news really out there. It almost makes a person depressed, doesn't it? Just watch for maybe half an hour and the whole rest of your evening seems kind of ruined, doesn't it? Um, you know, you have that, that sense of yuckiness inside. They are a big theological term, right? Yuckiness. Yeah, you, you feel bad. And our Lord, he comes to us and, you know, he, he tells us the truth. In this world, we will have trouble, right? You know, in this world, bad things are going to happen. In in this world, we have the, the text that we had for today where he actually says, don't look forward to the last day. Right? It's going to be terrible. right? Yeah, you don't want those days to, to come in your lifetime. You don't want to be present for that. Had a dear lady called me up on the phone a couple of weeks ago, you know, with all the things that are going on in the, the world. And, and she was saying, oh, Pastor, do you, do you think the world is ending? Do you think that this is it? And, and, and kind of tug it in cheek, I, I told her, you know, I, I think the world is going to end in the year uh, 2054. And, you know, it's about 30 years away. And I, I don't know if I'm going to be here uh, you know, at that time. And I, I just, you know, was, was kind of messing with her a, a little bit, so to speak, right? But I, I think sometimes we need to be able to, to break that pattern, don't we? Because, you know, people become uh, obsessed with all the bad things that are happening, with all the, the bad news that they, you know, are, are, are concerned. You know, maybe the end is just around the, the corner and we start to lose sight of the promises that God has for us, don't we? And, and yeah, it kind of has to do with our focus, doesn't it? Because, you know, you, you focus on the bad news and you focus on all the things that are going wrong and, and you start to forget about the promises that God has. And really, as we begin to, to recite, you know, through the Apostles' Creed, like we did today, the very first promise we come to is, you know, I believe in God the Father. Right? The first promise that we have is that God is our Father. Now, many of us grew up in Christian homes. We know what it is to have a, a Christian father, someone who, who cared for us, someone that put a roof over our head, that, that put food on the table. Uh, and, you know, you, you might have memories and say, oh, my dad, he was a hard guy. Or, oh, you know, my dad, you know, he, he never gave me a hug. But, you know, as we talked about Last week, the difference between Christians in 200 AD and, and non-Christians that the historian noted was that the Christians loved their children, right? The, the non-believers sacrificed their children to the gods. The non-believers put their, their children on the trash pile and, and left them exposed to die. But the Christians were noted for especially loving their children. 
Right? They, they took care of them. Right? They wanted them. Right? They, they put a roof over their head. They put food on the table. The Christians cared for their children. And, and so you and I, you know, growing up in Christian homes, we understand what it was to have a father that, that loved us. Now, now, yeah, maybe maybe your, your dad was kind of closed down. Maybe your, your dad really never gave you a hug, but he was out there every day. Right? He was out there working hard to make sure you could grow up right? so you could have food, so, so you could have good things. See, And that is what the Lord reminds us of, first of all. Right? I believe in God, the big boss. No. I believe in God, the slave owner. No, that wasn't it, was it? I believe in God, the Father. Right? He loves me. Right? He wants to take care of me. He says he has good plans for me. Right? Isn't that wonderful? You know, God identifies himself in that way. You know, through the, the Holy Scripture, we, we kind of have the, the command that sometimes we, we forget a little bit about, but, but that is that we are, in a sense, like miners who go down into the mine, you know, looking for a valuable uh, a treasure, for silver, for gold, for, for diamonds, uh, whatever you know, your, your preference might be. But it, it's up to us, right, to work those things out. The Bible says, work out your salvation. And it's that same kind of a theme, the, the person going down into the mine, right? And, and you're looking for those specific things and, and you, you want to, to harvest them from the earth, right? You, you want to bring them out into the daylight. And some of those valuable treasures that the Lord tells us about are, of course, you know, peace and joy and love and patience and kindness and goodness. And the last one, of course, self-control. Right? The Lord says right, that he has good things for us. He has the thing, things out there every day. If we will but go out and you know, dig them out of the ground, right? mine them out of the mind, find them in our daily lives. Now, yeah, again, you know, we, we look at the news and it's bad and there's wars and there's rumors of wars and it seems like many things are going wrong. But our Lord comes to us and he says, hey, I want you to go out into the world. And I know it might be hard, right? Because we live in a sinful world, right? And, and you know, you and I, we have to earn our bread by the sweat of our brow. You know, it, it's difficult. And, and so he, the Lord, he, he says, I know it might be hard, but, you know, can you go out and find some peace? Can, can you go out and find that today? Can, can you go out and find some joy in your life today? Can, can you go out and find some love? Can, can you, you, you know, work on your patience and your kindness and, and your goodness? 
Now we started to talk about terms like that, and and doesn't it it, it lighten your load a little bit? Now doesn't it it, it bring your emotions you know, kind of bubbling up a, a little bit? Right? Instead, you know, we're, we're talking about wars and the economy is failing and everything is going wrong, and, and you know, this commentator comes on and says, "Oh, you know, all these people are." Terrible and bad, and they're ruining things. And this other commentator comes, oh, that person is terrible and bad, and they're ruining things. And you just say, boy, I don't even know who to believe in the, the news, and they'll have a bad message. And the Lord comes and says, hey, write peace. Can, can you go and look for that? And joy. Wow, joy. I didn't hear any joy on the news last night. You know, joy, peace, and joy, love. You know, can we find that? And and the Lord says, as our Father, He wants that for us. Right? And it says it's like He's hidden it in the mind. Right? And then we have to go into the mind. We have to dig it out once again. But it's there for us. God says, I have a plan for you. A plan to bring you a purpose. A plan to bring you good things. And so that's where we begin, isn't it? That we would change our focus. Instead of focusing on the news, instead of focusing on everything that's going wrong, we would focus on the fact that we have a father. That father loves us so very much. Like maybe for, for some of you when you were little, you know, he, he hides Easter eggs in the backyard. On Easter, right? And, and then he says, hey, go and find them. But how many can you find? And so that you and I, we would then adopt that attitude, right? There's something good for me today, right? I can go out and find it. And, and you know, there's some peace, right? I can find that peace. And the Lord says he has some joy prepared for me. I, I wonder where, where I'll see that joy today. He says, I have some love for you. But, you know, where can I find that love? And I would go and begin to search for it. But I have to have that right attitude, don't I? If I wake up in the morning and I say, oh, man, it's so early, I'm tired. And when I go to work, that fellow's probably going to swear because you know, he knows it gets on my nerves and he just likes to mess with me. And all the kids I have to work with, they're so uh, terrible. And they'll probably just do a lot of mean things. And, oh, wow. Okay, well, what are my chances of, of, of finding you know, peace or joy? But they're, they're not there, are they? Right? But if I can get up in the morning and I can say, you know what? You know, I have a father who loves me. He says that he's prepared some good things for me. He says that he wants me to have you know, peace and, and joy and love in my life. Right? And I begin to look for those. Then you know, my chances of finding good things, they, they go up like a thousand percent, don't they? Right? Because I often get what I'm looking for, don't I? I don't know if you've noticed that in your life, but you know, if you wake up in the morning going out looking for things that are wrong, you can probably find some things that are wrong, can't you? If I say to you, don't think about that elephant, why what's the first thing that comes to your mind? 
Uh, an elephant, you know, image appears, doesn't it? And, and the Lord then he says, I want you to go out and find some peace, and I want you to find some joy, and I have some you know love out there. Right? You know, for, for many of us, you know, we, we have our spouse, we have our kids, right? That there's some people out there that, that care about us. But even if somehow you, you don't have that, maybe you have some good friends. Uh, maybe you, you do some volunteer work, and there's some, some other people around out there that you know they they come to you, and and you do things for them, and and, and you work together, and so there's probably someone that loves you. You you can find that, but even if you're all alone, God says He loves you. He's your Father. And, and so, of course, he loved you so much, right? We talk in the Christian church about always how he sent Jesus Christ to die for your sin. He, he loves you that much. You know, I, I don't know about you, but there's very few people that I would even consider sacrificing one of, of my boys to save. Right? You probably feel the same way. I don't know if there's anybody out there. And if by chance there's someone out there, you'd say, oh, yeah, my good friend, you know, from the war, you know, he jumped on a grenade for me and survived, and he went through lots of trials, and certainly I, I, I'd send, you know, somebody to, to save him. Well, well, guess what? Jesus came for us even while we were hating him. Right? Now you think about that. You know, okay, I, I came with this example that a fellow jumped on a grenade for me and he somehow survived and I would do anything, you know, to, to have his back to that. I'd even send one of my boys, you know, to, to protect him knowing he might get killed. I might do that. Okay, would you do it for your worst enemy? I said, no way. There's no way I'd send one of my, my kids for my worst enemy. But it never happened. And God sent Jesus into this world for us, even when you were that 18-year-old kid shaking your fist at heaven saying, God, if you can't do a better job with my life, I don't want anything to do with you. I hope you've never been there, but maybe you were. Maybe you can identify a time in your life when you shook your fist at God or when you, you swore at God, when you said you didn't want God around anymore, that he had really dropped the ball in this particular situation. And if he couldn't do better than that, there's no way you're going to trust your life to him. You're hating him. You're angry. You're shaking your fist. And God said, I'm sending Jesus for that person. In the midst of that sin. When Jesus hung upon the cross, he had you in his heart and he knew the worst thing you had ever done in his mind. And still he hung there anyway. You see, that's the kind of love that God has for us. It's beyond what our earthly fathers even provided, wasn't it? 
that he loved us at our very worst. And that Jesus hanging upon that cross, he knew the worst thing we would ever do. And still he hung there anyway. That's what we're called to look to. That's what we're called to focus on. Right? That great love that God has for each of us. God is our Father. And God has many good things prepared for us every day. Things that will bring us peace and joy and love. Things that, yeah, maybe will increase our patience. Maybe we don't like increasing our patience all that much. But, you know, patience, kindness, goodness, right? Self-control. He brings those gifts. He desires that we would have good things. He wants us to lead exceptional lives. He desires that we would be able to make it home to him. And maybe that's the final thing I, I'm going to talk about today. But you know, we, we often maybe don't think about it that much. We have pretty good lives here in the United States. You know, it's not like every, uh, you know, every hour I'm saying, boy, I can't wait to get home. You know. But Jesus opened the way to heaven for those who believe. Right? I mean, you think about it, none of us could make it home without him. You know, the Bible says not one of us is good enough. Right? Even if the only thing that you ever did was you lied to your mama about breaking that plate when you were six years old, even if that's the only bad thing you ever did, you couldn't get in to heaven. We needed someone to open the way. And Jesus Christ did that by his death upon the cross. He made a way for us. We have a hope. We have a, a future. We get to be with God for eternity. Right? And so when we're going through our lives and we're seeing bad things everywhere and they're, they're just kind of piling upon us and we feel a sense of darkness even in the world, that's where we're called to look. I would look to God, my Father, Almighty. I look to Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. I would consider all the promises that God has made, that I'm his child, that he has good things prepared for me. I would go through my day trying to find those hidden treasures. I would call upon the name of Jesus and thank him so very much that he's made a place in heaven for me. For God did indeed so love the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. May the grace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.